It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are tuning in another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. Years later, do Buddy Bell's comments still hold up? I can deal with losses, but not like this. And lastly, we got more on Cole Reagans tonight. That's all coming up next on Locked on Royals. You are Locked on Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. always appreciate you making Locked On Royals your first listen every day. And you can find us on all those podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and you can catch us on YouTube. Just be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Jack Johnson. If this is your first episode, well, I'm just a lifelong Royals fan that has turned that fandom into a career path. I now work up in Kansas City at a sports radio sports radio station. And that's Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've got daily shows. I've got a nightly show or a a once-a-night show weekly uh, that I actually just came from. So a fun fact there. But I love covering the Royals. It doesn't matter how good or bad this team is. I'm always trying my best to give you the best possible content about this team. And even though there's one month to go, there's still going to be things to talk about. And tonight, uh, you're going to see my passion come out a little bit more. I'm not going to be ranting. I'm not just going to go on a 30-minute negative spiel. I'm going to have some reasonings behind it. And I think by the end of it, you're going to find a silver lining. That makes a lot of sense. So without further ado, let's just dive right into it. The Royals lost tonight to the Pittsburgh Pirates 4-1. to Big whoop. You lose the Pirates, uh, a, a not very good baseball team, much better than the Royals, but not the Seattle Mariners that you saw over the weekend. You now have 94 losses on the season, 94, 13 away from the franchise record. In this team's 55-year history, they have lost 100 or more games six times. This is going to be number seven, but zero have resulted in 110 or more. I think this team does reach 110. Still going to take a pretty bad month of September, but what else do I have to go off of? But if you're a Royals fan, and you're a scarred Royals fan, and I think if you are a Royals fan, you are a little bit scarred. The bad years in the 2000s. I mean, some of the bad years in the 90s. The way they handled Beltron, Die, and Damon. You know, the way they couldn't ever give Zach Greinke help. The the multiple managers. uh, Trey Hillman, Buddy Bell, who we are going to talk about. Bob Schaefer, Tony Pena. Across the board. Guys that just couldn't get it done. But there's always that quote that sticks with us. There's that quote that us Royals fans hold on to, and I feel like it it symbolizes everything of this organization. And we all remember the quote. Buddy Bell said, I never say it can't get worse. I look at this team right now, and I feel like for the first time in my Royals fandom, I'm doubting those comments a little bit. And what's crazy is, That's not really a bad thing, okay? Because 
When I've watched this team this year, I'll be quite honest and agree with me or don't agree with me. You can let me know in the, the YouTube comments below or you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Day underscore 15. I just feel like this is a team that is really bad, but not 110 to 115 loss bad. Like I remember very vividly the 2005 Royals that went through three managers. That team felt a lot more hopeless than this one did. There wasn't much to be happy about in 05. At least with this team, I can be happy about Bobby Wood Jr. I can be happy about Cole Reagans. I can be happy about Michael Garcia. Now, there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad on this team, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I just feel like for the first time in my fandom, I'm going to go out and say, I don't think it gets worse than this. Not just because this organization is is going to climb a little bit. Maybe I can you know, hang on to that optimism a little bit. This team may spend a little bit more in the offseason, get more competitive. I think it's just the averages, probability, when you factor all of that in. I mean, if you've been a Royals fan for a long time, you've known that since 2000, they've been a very bad organization. Now, sprinkled in there, there's two American League pennants and a World Series championship that nobody can ever take away. Flags fly forever. But I would say that in the last 25 years, we've seen some really bad Royals teams. Six times, they've lost 100 games. Six. Zero times, they've lost 110. It's because in baseball, it's hard to lose 100. You have to have a lot go wrong for you. You have to be completely outmatched to lose 100. You have to be overwhelmed and dominated by the rest of the league to lose 110. I mean, get this. In Major League Baseball history, it's 151 hit one year history. There have been 23 teams that have lost 110 or more. The Royals and A's are likely going to be 24 and 25. It's why I sit here and bring you this episode and say, I don't believe it gets worse than this. And if it does, uh, that's a lot of problems going on in the front office. There's a lot of problems going on with the ownership group. And there's certainly a lot of problems on the field. I mean, the Royals can't follow up losing 110 by losing 112 again. You can't do it. You got to get more competitive. You got to get better. And I'd imagine this team is going to be better next year. In fact, I'd bet a lot of money on this team getting better next year. It's not really that high of a bar to climb. It's not a high mark to set. This team just has to be better than 110 losses. It's why for the first time ever, I'm going to disagree with Buddy Bell. I don't think in my lifetime I'll see another Royals team lose to this magnitude unless there's some drastic turn of events again where the drafting goes wrong year in and year out unless they just actively try to tank. But now in baseball, you can't tank because of the lottery system. And you can't get multiple number ones and number two picks every single year eventually be punished for finishing so poorly in the standing. It's just, it feels like to me, probability and the laws of averages here are going to tell me it ain't never going to be worse than this. And why I wanted to open up the show and kind of spin it here for just a little bit of fun and otherwise dismal season, maybe that is the silver lining. Because if you've made it this far, you've got 28 games to go, 27 games to go, one month left, one month left. One month left of games. That's that's it. That's all you have left in this terrible season. Now, maybe you're just like me, where baseball is baseball. You just want to watch the games. 
get away from work stress, life stress. I get it. That's what I do. I love watching baseball. Sometimes in seasons like this, I just throw out the record and I hope for a good game. And sometimes with this team, you get it. Most times you don't. But losing to this magnitude, losing this many times, it's not willy-nilly. This is really hard to do. And the silver lining is, if you've made it through this, I feel like you could make it through any Royal season. But again, if you made it through the mid-2000s, you made it through three straight 100-loss losing seasons, then this really feels like nothing. At least you've had Bobby Wood Jr. and Cole Reagans and Michael Garcia a seven-game winning streak sprinkled in there. At least you have that. But I don't really fault fans for not believing much or thinking that Buddy Bell's comments still ring true. That at the end of the day, it can always get worse. You know, you may lose 110. There's going to be people saying they're going to lose 115 next year. I'm not going to be one of those people. I'm going to hold a little bit more optimism in the tank. I just think it's crazy that right now I'm sitting here evaluating this team, trying to come up with content, trying my best to give you guys entertaining content for a team that's 53 games under 500. But I thought about this one and it almost made me feel a little bit better because I feel like for a lot of you out there, it hasn't been completely unwatchable. And if this is as bad as it gets, then I'll sign up. I'll sign up to believe in this thing. But here's another thing. If you shatter the franchise's record for losses in a season, you got to show now that you care. I'm talking to you, John Sherman. I'm talking to you, J.J. Piccolo. It's the moves you're going to make this offseason to let fans know that even in an evaluation year, that's not acceptable. 110 to 115 losses is not acceptable from a professional major league baseball team. That's inexcusable. You can't be right there with the Oakland A's who could barely get 3,000 people into their ballpark. This is a sleeping giant of a baseball franchise. We've seen what it's like when this team wins. Now you look at Seattle right now and Baltimore and how their fans support it. Kansas City does the exact same thing. Now I know that the the team across the parking lot, the Chiefs. I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. I know this city loves its football, but I've also seen it love its baseball. And even in years like this, you know, you grind through it, it can only make the better years that much sweeter. You're still listening to me. You're watching these podcasts. You're watching these games. I commend you. I support you, and I'm I'm welcoming you with open arms because it's tough to do right now. But if there's any silver lining, It's that maybe Buddy Bell was wrong in the end. That this is as bad as it's going to get for the Kansas City Royals. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Let me know in the YouTube comments or let me know on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. Okay, I do need to bring up a little bit more negativity in this episode. And it's mainly from this last series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Going to dive into that next on Locked On Royals. You are tuning to another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore one five. Before we go any further, let's give a shout out to today's title sponsor in 
LinkedIn sales. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Now, right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started today. As this series wrapped up against the Pittsburgh Pirates, I really have one takeaway is that this team is completely flat. And when you are 53 games under 500, you're going to have some flat games. When you've got a lot of rookies and second-year guys and third-year guys and veterans that are no longer big leaguers, there's going to be days you don't feel like showing up to the ballpark. But those are the losses I can't get behind. And I'm not a moral victory guy. But if you've followed me on Twitter before, if you've seen my content, if you've watched my episodes, there's been losses I've lived with. You know, there was one against, oh, who was it? It was an extra innings game. It was Seattle. The Royals came storming back after a brutal Jordan Lyles start. Bobby Wood Jr. had a grand slam. Michael Massey had two or three hits. Melendez had three hits. Salvi had a game-tying single in the ninth, and they blew it in the tenth. But that's a loss I can live with. That's showing fight. That's showing fire. That's showing passion. That's showing that the young guys can perform well when maybe the lights get a little bit brighter later on in the game. And you need to come through with a big-time hit. It doesn't matter what your record is or what month it is. It's the big leagues. The lights are pretty bright there. It doesn't matter if there's 10 people in the stands or there's 50,000 people in the stands. It doesn't matter. Those are big-time moments. And they're especially big-time moments for young players. But this series in the three games, aside from Cole Reagans and what he did the other night on Tuesday night, seven shutout innings, and we'll talk about him shortly, nine Ks, only one walk. He now has 15 consecutive scoreless outings, 29 strikeouts in his last three starts, only five hits. Three of them have been able to reach the outfield grass. Aside from that, this team was flat. And there have been times this season where I think I've seen this team look a little bit flat. And I know that a lot of fans are going to you know, harp on Macrotero and say they're flat because the manager. The manager's got no energy. Therefore, the players aren't going to have any energy. I don't think it's that. I think at the end of the day, a season like this takes a toll on a human being. I'm not trying to make excuses here. Because as I just mentioned, these are the losses I can't deal with. These are the losses I will not support or try to make excuses for. But what I'm trying to get at here is that when you lose this much, I mean, these guys aren't idiots. They are on social media. They know what is said. They may watch podcasts. They may see the the bad things being said about them. They may uh, listen to live radio, watch what's being said on TV. They're not stupid. They're not closed off from that. Some guys may not pay attention to it. But a lot of the young guys, they've got social media. They've got Twitter. They've got Instagram. They've got TikTok. They can see all these things. And I think when you lose this much, it takes a toll on you. And for this series, you're not going to have a very big crowd at Kauffman Stadium. I'm not going to take any shot at the attendance. 
Because why would you show up on a Monday night now? Why would you show up on a Tuesday night unless Cole Reagans was throwing? You're 41 and 94 now. But even with that record, you got to show a little bit more life than this. We saw this team fight over the last month or so, even in the games they were losing. What was it, 10 or 11 straight games decided by two runs or less? That's showing fight. And even though you were 2-8 and eight in those 10 games, you know, that just shows that you're not as good as the other team. And we all knew that. We've known that since April. You're just not as good as the other teams. But if you're fighting, if you're showing passion, you're giving reason to keep fans tuning into your games, talking about you, tweeting about you, interacting with you, it's going to take a lot more fire and passion than we saw in this Pittsburgh series. And I'm not into the, the standings watch. I'm not into seeing if Oakland or Kansas City gets the worst record because it's a lottery system. If the Royals finish with the worst record, they could still get the second or third pick. I'm not into that. I'd like to see the Royals compete in September. And today was just an all-around bad day for news. John McMillan goes on the injured list with a, a forearm strain or a flexor strain, I believe it was. That's not a good sign. So his season could be done. It's coming off a night in which Steven Cruz, who I raved about, not only on this podcast, but on Twitter, about his power fastball. And I said, it's not just about the results. It's about the stuff. He did not look good. But maybe it's jitters. I, like, I still like the stuff. I'm not going to uh, back down from that after one outing. You know, Bobby Wood Jr. has been slumping. Massey, Melendez. Man, Melendez has looked brutal at the plate over the last two weeks or so. You know, Michael Garcia is slumping. Nobody in the rotation except Cole Reagans is throwing well. It is a tough time in Kansas City right now. Maybe not because next week, next Thursday, the Chiefs open up the season. And maybe I lose some of you listeners, some of you followers to Chiefs content. I mean, I'm still going to be watching all the games. I'm a, I'm a big football guru. Just because I tweet out baseball all the time and, and talk about baseball doesn't mean I don't care about football. I really do. But this is a tough time. There's one month to go. 27 games. There's going to be nights that we all have more fun. Maybe there's a couple more walk-offs in store, a couple more Cole Reagan's gems in store. But it kind of feels like at this point in the season, you're getting into that territory of mailing it in. And that I don't want to see. I do not want to see this team limp into September and, and limp into the offseason. You need some positivity, even if it's just individual stuff. The Royals lose every single game in September, but the young guys perform well, which wouldn't make much sense, but you know what I'm getting at. I'd be fine with it because that you can take in the offseason. This team plays like they did against Pittsburgh, against everybody else. That's not a watchable product. I mean, they lose tonight 4-1. to one. It felt like they lost 11 to nothing. That game was boring. A Monday night was terribly boring. That was the worst Royals game I'd watched all year long. And that includes 24 of Jordan Lyles' starts. I mean, I had seen some really bad games. The Baltimore series, the Miami series were terrible. But that game on Monday night was just a snooze fest. Two hits, shut out by a guy I hadn't really heard of before. You know, Oviedo was great, but I'm sorry. I didn't really, I wasn't familiar with this game, as Shaq would say. But the Royals were boring. They were boring after Cole Reagans left the mound the other night. Coughed up a big lead. The offense has been putrid. You can't mail in games like this. Not at the big league level. 
I know it's tough. I know guys go through slumps. It's all the human element of the game. But I'll be quite honest. The Royals looked completely disinterested in that series. And that's something, as bad as they've been record-wise, I haven't seen much of. They've gone in against much better opponents and held their own. They've competed at the plate, have competed on the mound. They didn't really do any of that, aside from Cole Reagan's uh, competing on the mound in any three of these games. Angel Serpa was fine tonight. But again, you, you give up three runs in the first two innings, put your offense in a hole. If I'm going to criticize Jordan Lyles for that, I'm going to criticize Angel Serpa for that. Granky was very 40-year-old Zach Granky on Monday night. Mailed it in a little bit. And that's something that I'm just, I'm not going to support in September. I'm going to watch every one of these games, but you're playing like that. I'm not going to spin anything into a positive. Tonight was ugly. I'm not going to talk about Angel Serpa. I'm not going to talk about Bobby Wood Jr.'s home run. That was a sleeper of a series. That was arguably the most unwatchable series all season long, and that's saying something. Okay, that's enough of the negativity because I do want to close out this episode on a high note because we are going to talk about Cole Reagans and what may be in store for him heading into the offseason and into surprise next February. That's coming up next on Locked on Royals. You are tuning to Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore one five. Before we close out the show today and then bring you a, a very early episode tomorrow morning, still trying to figure out how I'm going to iron out all those segments, but I'm sure we'll have uh, more to get into on an off day for the Kansas City Royals. Want to talk some more Cole Reagans because he's, He's leading our podcast episodes, uh, at least over the last couple of weeks. I mean, how could you not be thrilled with what Cole Reagans is giving the Kansas City Royals? And not to mention, Aroles Chapman in Texas right now, starting to revert back to 2022, Aroles Chapman. Not in the overall stuff, but in the results that we always bring up. Last five games, he's blown three saves. Last 15 outings, his whip is above league average. And yet Cole Reagans is doing this. How the Royals played that whole trade, that whole ordeal was brilliant. Going back to the offseason. I mean, some Royals fans and, and some baseball fans will, will scowl at that move because of Roldis Chapman's off-field history. A minor league deal. Well, why are you bringing him in here in a season like this? Well, I think J.J. Piccolo always had this envision that you are going to come in here. You're not going to be the closer. We're going to really increase your trade value. We're going to trade you, and we're going to find somebody like Cole Reagans. And I really thought when Cole Reagans early on got to Kansas City, I saw some of the stuff in Omaha, Royals Miners on Twitter. That is Preston Farr. Did a great job of breaking down some of his outings. I was impressed by the velocity. And when he got to Kansas City, I thought, man, this is a guy I could pencil in as a number four in the rotation, power, power fastball, but the swing and miss isn't really there. But it's something you take a chance on. A guy with two Tommy Johns that was mainly one Tommy John that then kind of just snapped on him again before he got back out there in game action. But technically two Tommy John surgeries. A 25-year-old former first-rounder back seven years ago. I think, what's the big deal here? And we brought this up before many a times. It just it didn't pop to me. Now, Cole Reagans was not a guy that popped in that deal. Now he does. He's gone from a number four you take a chance on to a legitimate frontline ace. I'm not exaggerating here. 
He is the most valuable pitcher in baseball in the month of August. He's got nearly a 2F war. That's ridiculous for Cole Reagans. No, it's it's not just the strikeout numbers. It's the velocity. It's the swing and miss. It's the spin rate. His fastball spin rate right now is the third best among starters. I mean, there's been like, I think, 10 or 15 pitchers who have thrown a pitch triple digits, a starter that is, after the sixth inning. Cole Reagans is now one of them. That's not just a, oh, it's a good story. This is legitimately a number one guy. This is the number one of the rotation, and I'm hoping by 2025. Uh, You may disagree with me on that, but I really think the Royals can treat him next year as the guy with the best stuff, but don't give him the pressure of, all right, you've barely been a starter in your career, and you've never pitched a full season as a starter at the big league level. You don't go tell that guy he's the number one. Because the number one is supposed to give you 200 innings, probably 30 to 35 starts, and probably post an ERA under four. I'm not willing to give him that responsibility just yet. I will give him that responsibility in 2025. As I've mentioned before, and actually my last podcast episode, I think the Royals signed a number one starting pitcher this offseason. And they're number one, not a number one. There's only two in this free agent class. That's Shohei Otani and Blake Snell. Everybody else, twos and threes and fours. And those are going to be right in the, the wheelhouse, right in the price range for Kansas City. But Cole Reagans is going to win August Pitcher of the Month. And he's going to be Pitcher of the Month, I believe, for the first time since Zach Grinke back in 09. That might just be August. I would need to double check on that. I'm going off the top of my head here. But I believe Zach Grinke was the last one to win uh, Pitcher of the Month. My good buddy Kyle Collier over at Sports Radio 810 WHB told me that stat. I believe him. I trust him. I just don't have the the information right in front of me. So I give that credit to him, who is also a great Royals follow as well on Twitter at Kyle Collier. To me, though, this is a guy that is just ridiculous. And this really is, in a lost season, one of your true wins, one of your true home runs, no pun intended. I mean, J.J. McCole in this scouting department, this front office, desperately needed a move like this. No, to see the Royals make a move where you barely have a guy, you trade him for somebody who is now thriving and Rangers fans are are shedding tears over for him getting traded now. And the guy that you traded is faltering at the worst possible time for a playoff team. It never happens for the Royals. It's usually the other way around. They trade away somebody, that guy shines. Or they cut somebody, that guy shines. They DFA somebody, that guy shines. And whoever the Royals get never plays well. This is quite the opposite. And it's not as easy as snapping your fingers and saying, well, just go find another Cole Reagans. The best thing is it didn't take superstar talent to acquire Cole Reagans. It didn't take trading Bobby Witt Jr. or Michael Garcia. Not that he's a superstar, but he's one of the better Royals players. It took a guy who was not on your roster until 2023. I believe Chapman wasn't signed until January or February. It was pretty late into the process. And he was a minor league deal. You paid him league minimum, and now you have one of the best starters over the last month or so in baseball. He looks like a legit number one. And the Royals so badly need that in their rotation. Now, it's health for me. If he stays healthy, this is Cole Reagans. But you can never 100% count on any pitcher's health. Guys get hurt. 
it's a it's a tough thing to do in throwing triple digit fastballs to left handed pitcher, and he can do that. And he's caught the eye not only of of the American League, all of baseball. MLB Network did a segment on him earlier today. He is a must see TV, and he was one of our podcast episodes last week. You know when Cole Reagan's on the bump, you want to go out to the game. He'll probably have four more starts. Those are the only ones I'm focusing on of anybody in the rotation. I'm a little bit intrigued by Alec Marsh, but it's not in the same ballpark as Cole Reagan's. You know, Cole Reagan should start on either Monday or Tuesday against Chicago, and I expect him to deal once again. It's lining up to be a very strong finish for Cole Reagan's in 2023. The dude has been on a tear and the Royals really need him and Bobby Wood Jr. to just carry that into the offseason. Because then you can go from there. You've got two stars at their position. And not just on the Royals, not just in the AL, but in all of baseball. That is going to do it for another edition of Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I've been your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at J underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 1-5. And you can find us on all of those podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and you can catch us on YouTube. We'll be back with a very early episode tomorrow morning. I'll try to get that up as soon as I can, hopefully before noon. But until then, you take it easy, Kansas City. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.